إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا ما بعد I welcome all of you and, and I welcome you to this uh, third sitting of our series in Ramadan, Majalis, Shahri Ramadan, as we are, alhamdulillah, trying to learn together, alhamdulillah, from the work of one of the great scholars, our noble Shaykh Al-Allama, Abi Abdullah, Muhammad ibn Salih Al-Uthaymeen, Rahimahullahu Ta'ala. <coughs> Ismail, how are you? I'm okay, Zakh uh, You ready? You finish Ayat al Kursi? Tfadl. Awadillahi mina shaytan al Rajim. Bismillah al Rahman al Rahim. Allahu la ilaha illahu al Hayy al Qayyum. La ta'khuduhu sinatu wala naum. Lahu ma fi al-Samawati wa ma fi al-Ard. Nudhilladhi yashwahu indahu illa bi-idni. وما خلفهم ولا يحيطون شيء من علمه بما شاء إلا بما شاء وسع قرصي كرسيه السماوات والأرض ولا ولا يعوده حفظهما حفظهما هو العلي والعظيم وهو وهو هو العو هو العلي والعظيم أحسنت good job بارك الله فيك just need to work on it a little bit okay so by tomorrow, inshallah, if you get it with no mistakes, okay, it's good for you. Sakallah khair. Barakallahu fikum. Baraka fi shababina, our youth, our children, mazallah. We continue, inshallah ta'ala, from these sittings, from the sittings in the month of Ramadan. La tatakallam. And we still bringing to you these virtues about the Book of Allah, reciting the Book of Allah. This is the best book. This is the best book. The best of the speech is the speech of Allah, as the Prophet used to always remind the Sahaba and a reminder for us. Every sermon, especially in Jumu'ah, the Prophet used to, to repeat that. al-Hadithi Kalamullah. The best of the speech is the book of Allah, Al-Qur'an. That's the speech of Allah. Kalamullah. So it's very important for us to remember that. So that's why we, in these sittings, in this weekend, because in the next weekend we're going to bring different topics, inshallah ta'ala. But in this weekend we started by the best thing to do is the book of Allah so that we can Inshallah ta'ala, take good care of the Book of Allah. Many of us were negligent. We just sit there and wondering what I'm going to do. 
SubhanAllah, it's amazing. Some people, Muslims, they get up in the morning and they, they, they read all of the newspapers. All of them. They read all, every single newspaper and then they didn't read one letter from the book of Allah. SubhanAllah, it's amazing. It's amazing. This is the book that changes the Sahaba, عليهم, and make them the best of the people. This is the book, the book of Allah, because they took good care of it. They memorize it. Those who did memorize it, they learn it, they understood it correctly, and they act upon it. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them victory and and we still read their achievements and what they achieved in a very short time. Few years, subhanAllah, Islam was in Asia, was in Africa, in the parts of Europe, Allahu Akbar. Aynan. So we stopped at the, uh, the virtues when the Shaykh was talking about the virtues of some of the chapters. Which we stopped at the virtues of Surat Al-Ikhlas. Naam. Tayyib. Who can remind us, what is that virtue of Surat Al-Ikhlas? What is it? Hmm? Naam. Speak up. So that's what we want to know. It 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 is equal to the third of the Quran in recitation and in virtue. Okay. Now, Likewise, from the other uh, chapters that are specific yani, other example of the specified chapters which have distinct virtues is Al-Mu'awwidatayn Al-Mu'awwidatayn meaning Qul A'udhu Bi Rabbil Falaq and what's the other one? Qul A'udhu Bi Rabbil Nas meaning Surat Al-Falaq and Surat Al-Nas on the authority of Aqwa ibn Amir radiallahu anhu, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Alam tara ayatin unzilati al-layla lam yuramithlahun, qul a'udhu wa rabbi al-falaq, wa qul a'udhu wa rabbi al-nas, rawahu muslim. The proof for this is the narration of Aqwa ibn Amir radiallahu anhu. He reported that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Have you not seen the verses or heard the verses that are revealed tonight? The likes of them were never seen. Okay, the like of them were never seen. Al-Falaq and Al-Nas. Small surahs, they very easy. Almost everybody memorized them, but you can recite them often. Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas. This hadith called Imam Muslim. In a narration of Al-Nasai, it says that the Prophet ﷺ commanded Uqba to recite them and then says to him, ما سأل سائل بمثلهما ولا استعاذ مستعيد بمثلهما He said to him, no one can ask with their likes or seek refuge with their likes. He seek refuge with Allah because they start with that. قل أعوذ Say I seek refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Shaykh, after he brings in this, now he gives us some examples, some advice. He says, so therefore, the Muslim, hmm, we Muslims, Allah guide us to Islam, alhamdulillah. 
And this is, we, we believe in the Quran, it's the book of Allah, it's the best book, there's nothing better than it. So he says, so therefore the Muslims should strive hard in the recitation of the blessed Quran. It's going to be a part of your life. Man, the same way you eat lunch every day, you don't eat lunch once every three months. Does, it, does someone drink water once every eight months or once a year? We breathe every moment of our lives. We can't do without air. We can't live without food and drinks. Huh? Likewise, we, we should as Muslims. Quran, the book of Allah, is, is, is already a part of our lives. We should strive to recite it often and especially in this blessed month of Ramadan. Especially in this blessed month of Ramadan. Now, in which the Quran was revealed. Shaykh Rathamini says reciting the Quran in the month of Ramadan has a special virtue. Okay? It has a special virtue. That is because Jibreel السلام, and Jibreel is the angel that is entrusted with the revelation. He used to review the Quran with the Prophet one time every year. But in the year in which the Prophet died, Jibreel came and reviewed the, the entire Qur'an with him twice in order to stabilize the Qur'an in his heart. Aynam. Ta'kidan wa tathbitan. Naam. So the pious predecessors who we've tried our best to uh, emulate their examples and to follow in their footsteps. Huh? And when we talk about the price predecessors, we're talking about the companions of the Prophet in the first place. Those, the best people, okay, in this ummah is the, the, the companions of the Prophet and those who follow them with good, the tabi'een, tabi'een, those who are praised by the Prophet and they praised by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in verses in the Quran. So the pious predecessors used to recite the Qur'an. How they used to do the Qur'an, the pious predecessors? Because we said we follow the way of the Salaf. But what way are we following? They used to recite the Qur'an frequently, especially in the month of Ramadan. They used to recite it all the time. But especially in the month of Ramadan. They, they, they recited in their prayers, of course, because the Salaf is Salih, they preserve the five obligatory prayers, they preserve the Sunan, they preserve the separatory acts of worship, and they pray Tahajjud, and they recite the Quran. And when they pray alone, they make their, their recitation longer. And also outside the prayers, you find them constantly reading the book of Allah. As I heard one of the students of knowledge, he says, SubhanAllah, look at the Salaf. The Salaf, the, the, the predecessor that we are trying our best to follow their example, they have nothing, they, you find, especially in Ramadan, the Quran in their hands. Huh? Before the Salat, after the Salat, while at home. But we, many of us, what we have instead of the Quran in our hands? Huh? Cell phones, smartphones. Smartphone before Salah, smartphone after Salah, smartphone. Some people even smartphone during the Salah. It will ring during the Salah. That's Allah, Salam al
So the pious predecessors of Salaf al Salih, they used to recite the Quran frequently during the month of Ramadan, in and outside the prayers. For instance, here is one of them, Imam al Zuhri. It's one of the great scholars of the past from the Salaf, Imam al Zuhri. He used to say, whenever Ramadan arrived, when Ramadan arrived, he used to say this, This month is the month of reciting the Qur'an and feeding the poor. Feeding. Making sure that provide the food for others. Likewise, Imam Malik, the great Imam, Imam Darul Hijra, used to leave off the books of Hadith and the circles of knowledge and turn to the recitation of the Qur'an. This is what they say as for it is authentic or not. Allah Ta'ayyim. Uh, and Qatada, another great example from the Salaf, Naam, that's what the Shaykh ibn Uthaymin mentioned, uh, Allah, about Imam Malik, Naam, uh, Qatada rahimahullah used to complete the book of Allah every seven nights. He restarted as it's by the seven nights he finished. And do it again every seven nights in Ramadan. Now every seven nights. Okay? And in Ramadan he would complete the whole Quran every three nights. That's like outside Ramadan. Every seven nights he finished the whole Quran. But in Ramadan. He increased this that every three nights he finished the Quran. In the last ten days of Ramadan, he used to complete the whole Quran every night. Allah Akbar. Hmm? And we struggle. Some of us, the whole Ramadan is gone. We didn't even finish ten pages. Why? Well, tomorrow, inshallah, that's okay. I gotta take this phone call. I gotta go here. I hope those brothers are talking. Let me see what they're talking about. We've been nosy. And that's why we don't have time to read the Book of Allah. Uh, let me check what's in the news. Uh, CNN, what's going on in, in the world? What's going on in the world? That's how our times go. Let's do this. Let's uh, go play some ball. What read the Quran? That's what this is the month of Quran. So here is this noble noble from the Salaf. Look how he has stages. Outside Ramadan, this is his normal, normal schedule. Every seven nights he finished the Quran. Ramadan comes, now he moves it up to three nights. And in, during the last ten nights, every night he finished the Quran. Allahu Akbar. Another example of Imam Ibrahim and Nakhi. Rahimahullah. Huh? Sheikh Uthaymini mentioned another example of Imam al Nakhi, Ibrahim al Nakhi, Rahimahullah. He used to complete the entire Quran every three days in the month of Ramadan as well. And in the last ten days of Ramadan, he would complete it every two nights. Two nights he finished. Allahu Akbar. Also, another example, Al Aswad. Rahimahullah, he used to recite the entire Quran every two nights throughout the year. So this, this is the way. They're not getting involved in the people's affairs. 
Uh, let me check what's up, what's going on in this Instagram and what this guy says and what the other guy didn't say and what's going on. Guess what? He says, she says, all that gossip and stuff. No, no, they're busy with, their, with, with what's good for them. They're reading the book of Allah. you got to be careful of this, this, this uh, smart technology because it may, you know, drive you away from the, from, from the path. You know, a person has so much, especially those, some people, Allah almost, I don't know how they do it. Where they find the time for the book of Allah if a person has, has a, if a person has a Facebook, some even they have different accounts, very wrong. Not just one account. They have, I don't know how many Instagrams, how many Twitter accounts, how many WhatsApp, Viber, name it, huh? and three email addresses, and all of that. And they, everything is up to date. Up to date. Where is the book of Allah? Huh? Sunnah of the Prophet That's what brings life to the hearts. When we read and try to understand and apply the book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah So the Shaykh Muhammad after bringing this example, there is a lot of examples. I have a book on just on the on, on the akhlaq of salaf, the 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 akhlaq and the etiquette of the salaf in, in ibadah, and subhanallah in that section of Quran we can read the whole month about the sahaba and about the tabi'in and the tabi'in and the great imma of the deen. What is their the importance that they give to the book of Allah? And we follow their example. So let us encourage one another and incite one another. To read more the book of Allah. And if you see someone reading the Quran, that's an example for me. I will, I will leave him alone and go get the Mus'haf and read. Sometimes the people, person reading the Quran, they want to come and bother him. And he guess what happened? You don't know what's happening to you? The man is reading the Quran, you want to come and bother him? It's different if it's an emergency. If you want to talk to that person, you say, Excuse me, I'm sorry to bother you, but you know what? Somebody wants you outside or this or that. Okay? But just someone reading the Quran, you want to come and talk to him about soccer or about basketball or baseball? Is that right? That's not right, man. When we see someone reading the Quran, especially in the house of Allah, then that's an example for us. Even if some of us wants to do something else, we're just going to sit there and talk or look at the people. It's like, subhanAllah, why? Why? He's getting all that good. And we're just going to keep, when to run our mouth, you're going to play games. Nah. And I do what he's doing. Jazakallah khairan. May Allah reward. Make dua for that brother. May Allah reward him. And keep him firm upon the path. For reminding us to read the book of Allah. So the Shaykh said, therefore, imitate these pious people. Naam. And, uh, and follow their footsteps. If you do so, you will join with the obedient and purified ones. Take advantage of the day and night hours, which all will bring you closer to your Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sheikh says, our lives quickly come to an end, and time flies like the period of an hour of a day. Where is the morning this morning? Huh? We, we ate suhoor and we prayed fajr and, and then we like, it's only morning. Dhuhr, wow, six hours for Dhuhr, right? Where is Dhuhr now? He's gone. Huh? 
Asr, we prayed Asr, alhamdulillah. Maghrib is a minute away. Likewise, our lives. Every moment that go by, that get us closer to the grief. Get us closer to the grief. Closer to death. And remember, Yahwan, death is not going to wait for any one of us until we get it together. When death comes, you're not going to tell that, hey, I'm in trouble. I'm not, I didn't do nothing. I didn't finish Quran once in my life. Give me two weeks, please. Give me one week. Give me two nights. <laughs> now you want the two nights? No, nothing. So death is not going to wait for anyone until they get it together. Get it together while you're waiting for death. Because when death comes, that's it. Nobody's going to change anything. Now, so this is what about the virtues of uh, reciting the Book of Allah in general. And especially there is speci specified chapters that they have some specific uh, uh, benefits. Before I go to the next chapter we're going to do is... Somebody asked me a question. I hope that person is here. Somebody asked me about reciting Surat Al-Baqarah. When we mentioned the virtue of reciting Surat Al-Baqarah and the Prophet ﷺ, he says that he, he chased away the shaitan away from the home. Huh? And the shaitan ran away from the home that Al-Baqarah is recited in it. Somebody says, uh, does it have to be from, is it enough to just listen in the internet or on a, on a, on a, on a radio or a, or a cassette, or a CD, or all the like, okay? No. Shaykh Al-Uthaymin, rahimahullah ta'ala, he was asked that question, okay? Is it enough for a person to just play Surat Al-Baqarah? He recited, okay? Whether on the internet, or whether from their phone, or a CD player, tape player, cassette, whatever the case is. Hmm? The Shaykh says, no, no. The voice that comes from the cassette and the like doesn't benefit why? Because it's not called recitation. So that person is listening, he's not reciting. And the hadith says, whoever recite. Okay? So he said, that's not recitation of the Quran. And the Shaykh gave an example. He said, for example, what do you say? He says, if uh, a people in this particular masjid, instead of a mu'addin called the adhan, they just have this beautiful adhan, I don't know, maybe from Mecca or Medina, and then they just have it and they play the, the recording. They come to the mic and the times of the Adhan and they play the recording. He said, is this is okay? He says, no, it's not okay. It's not okay. Okay, it doesn't take the place of the Mu'addin. One person has to kill, call the Adhan. He said, likewise, Surat Al-Baqarah. There are a person in the house, those people who live in the house, they recite it. Okay? And yes, they can re one person can recite it or different people in the house, they can take turns. This, this part, this person started it, and did he follow, and the other person follow? Alhamdulillah, he said, however, it is better, the ulama, they said, it is better to uh, recite it, one person recite at once, in one shot, as we say. Sheikh Muhammad Rahimah Ta'ala, he says, however, however, if, a per, if in that household, there is nobody that knows how to read, huh? they want to benefit from this virtue, they want to chase the shaitan, but none of them know how to read Arabic or Quran. He said, in this case, yes, they can play tape. Okay? Or they can play anyway through the internet or MP3 or a CD eh? and lead the, the uh, Surat Al-Baqarah uh, played, alhamdulillah. 
so they can get the same virtue, he says, Allah A'lam. Ibn Baz, he added something. Uh, uh, the same thing, he said the same thing, but he says, but, but he added the benefit. He said, uh, when you recite Surah Al-Baqarah, the shaitan will run away. He said, this is, doesn't mean, he says, Ibn Baz, Sheikh Ibn Baz says, doesn't mean that that's it, you get rid of him for good. This doesn't mean you recite Baqarah once in your house and that's it. The shaitan ain't coming back. He says, La, once he finishes reciting the Quran, shaitan will come back. Okay? So that's why, uh, that's what the shaitan do. He's a, if you fight him, he'll go back. He's defeated. Huh? But he's going to come back again. And you fight him with what? You knock him out? Nice jab? Huh? Baseball bat? A gunshot? How you get rid of the shaitan? With these things? Shoot him? Kick him? You know karate, taekwondo, jujutsu? Huh? None of that. How? Yes, how you get rid of the shaitan? Abdurrahman? Huh? Read the Quran. Ahsan. What else? Naam. Julaybib. Remembrance of Allah. Ahsan. What else? Safwan. Smile. Nice smile. <laughs> Now, yes. Dua, you told him? He said that. Dua, right? He said dua. Very good. Making dua. Asking Allah to help you and to keep shaitan away from you. Yes? Now, that's in the, in the salat. When you call the adhan for the salat, now, that's true. When the adhan is called for the salat, the shaitan will run away. Now, Ismail. Ahsant, you, you give the adkar, you get in the house, you make the adkar, give salam to your family that live in the house. Like some people, he goes, yo, where's the food? That's it. He ain't in the house yet. As soon as he opens the door, is the food on the table. He better be on the table. No salam, no, how you doing? I miss you today. He didn't see his wife for eight, ten hours, and his children. Huh? No, you guys, salamu alaikum. How you doing, guys, today? I miss you today. Are you okay? Everybody's all right? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Zalakumullah khair. What else? Yes. Ahsan, ahsan. Making dua, those adhkar. Before you go to the bathroom, before you go to sleep, and all this thing. Naam, Ahmed. Naam, seeking refuge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the shaitan. Yes, Amir. <laughs> Making takbir. That's from the remembrance of Allah. Okay? You remember Allah, the shaitan doesn't like that. What else, Bakman? Ahsant. And you do all of this with ikhlas. Naam, Abu Darda. Ayat al Kursi. Ahsant. Naam. Who else? Fadal, Sheikh. Anything is there when you enter the house, say salam. Ahsant. Naam. Salam. Giving salam. What is about the house itself? Give me something about the house now. Abdullah. Tell me something about the house now. Ahsant. Ahsant. Get rid of the things that brings the shaitan to your house. You're going to remember Allah, but still have a lot of stuff in there that brings the shaitan. Huh? Hey now. Yes, it's me. Uh, uh, um, 
Yes, that's what we're talking about. To keep the house clean from what? Shaitan. From shaitan. How you do that? Bleach? Bleach him down? <laughs> Tell me, Ismail, how you do it? Huh? Make, make sure your house is not dirty. <laughs> you clean when he says to clean the house, meaning to get music, instruments, pictures, dogs, huh? TV televisions that bring fit in, huh? magazines that have pictures and has no benefits. The ulama, they said it's different if you have school, books for school, and especially in our times, mashallah, you don't, you don't make the curriculum. Huh? Sheikh al-Albani says if you have books, there are beneficial books for you, especially the, for schools for your kids or yourself that you're still studying, then yes, that's permissible to have those books in the house. But however... You use them while you're studying. You or your children, once they finish, you got to put them in a, in, a, in a box and close them. Don't let them hang everywhere with the pictures. Okay, so it's permissible to use them. So, but once you finish studying, put them somewhere when those pictures are not around everywhere. Now, Jazakumullah khayran, barakallahu fikum. We're going to continue, inshallah ta'ala, uh, the second part of this discussion. Alhamdulillah. Uh, as related to the book of Allah. Now, we're going to go to the, that was the gathering, the fifth gatherings from the gatherings and the sittings of Shaykh Al-Uthaymeen. Now we're going to go to the twelfth one. Al-Thani uh, Ashar. Al-Majlis. Al-Thani Ashar. In this Majlis Al-Thani Ashar, the Shaykh Al-Uthaymeen, he's still talking about the, the importance of the Qur'an. But remember in the beginning we said there is two types of and two categories of recitation of the Quran. Remember? That was one of them. You recite for the virtue. There is virtues, that's why you recite the book of Allah. But then he says, We have mentioned before in the fifth sitting that the recitation of the Quran is of two types. The first is the verbal recitation, Allah Dhiya, which is the oral one. And that was explained, alhamdulillah, we just finished. Finished down. The second type of recitation is a recitation of its rulings by affirming its chronicles. Because Allah tells us a lot of things in the Quran. Inform us about events and things that do happen. We have to affirm those things. Okay? Like the stories of the NBA. None of us was there when what happened to Adam alayhi salam and the things that happened to him between him and shaitan in the Jannah and all of that. And after they were sent down the earth, none of us was there. But how do we know all this? Huh? How do we know? Quran and the Sunnah. So we believe that and we affirm. Likewise, what happened to Nuh salam, with his people for many years, long years, and the flood and all that, and the ship and all that, how do we know that? Once again, through the Quran, and we affirm that. Likewise, what happened to the people after him and, and Ibrahim السلام, and his father and his people and, and keep going and Musa السلام, and then Isa and then Muhammad. All of these things that happened to these to the, to this noble prophets and messengers السلام, is from the Quran. So we affirm its chronicles. We follow its legislation. That's why the Quran was revealed for us. Some people, what they do with the Quran? They hang it on the walls. Huh? Ayat al-Kursi. What do we do with the Ayat al-Kursi? Huh? We recite it. And we try to understand its meanings. 
and we take it from the works of the ulama and we apply it. Some Muslims, what they do with Ayatul Kursi? What they do? Huh? They decorate the living room. They put it over there and they big, what they call it? Frame, heavy frame. And how could a person sit under that frame? And he's held by what? By a little huh? nail. nail. If that nail fades, what happened? It's going to fall on who? On the person's head. And he's going to say, Barakat. Blessings from Allah. Blessings? Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. He's all blood all over the place. Oh, Barakat. He's, he's the lucky one in the whole family. This is not how things is understood, man. Sheikh bin Baz, he, he was asked about those people who they hang the ayat al-kursi, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدُ قُلْ عَذَرُ الْفَلَقُ قُلْ عَذَرُ بِالنَّاسِ سُورَةَ الْفَاتِحَةِ and other رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنًا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنًا many ayats, what they do? They hang them all over. And then when they asked them, why did they say better than having horses? No, Sheikh Ibn Bazi says the Quran was not revealed to decorate your room with. No, no, the Quran, you don't decorate your home with. The Quran was revealed so that you recite it and you understand it correctly as understood by the companions, by the Salaf al Salih, and you apply it. For those who. And now that's one thing. It is worse for those people who they think. Some, some people now, you become shirk. Some people they think as long as the ayat al-kursi is in the house, hanged in that wall, no thing bad will happen to the house. Some people they have uh, now this ayat al-kursi, they have it in bracelets and chains, naam, and they have it around the necks of their children. They say as long as he has this ayat al-kursi around his neck, he won't get sick. He's not going to get hit by a car? Yeah, right. Let him walk the highway. See what's going to happen. Yeah, subhanAllah. And they, they think that's what's going to protect that child from sihr, from this. La. If you, if you recite once they grow up and they are able to understand, you recite to them the ayat al-kursi and you tell them this is the greatest ayah in the book of Allah. This is what the Prophet said about it. This is what the Sahaba they used to do with this ayat al-kursi. Aina, not to hang it around a kid neck or a camel neck. People, they put the ayat al-kursi huh, already in the gold and they put it in the back of the car. Hmm? And they said, as long as it's in here, the police, they're not going to catch them. Hmm? They're not going to get no tickets, no accidents. That car will never be stolen. And all of this khurafat, masakin. La, this is not... What the Quran was revealed for, Barakallahu Fikum. Now, and also adhering to its commands. Many are the commands huh, in the book of Allah. Many commands. So we don't just read them. Those commands is for me and you. For our good, for our benefit. And abstaining from its prohibitions. Likewise, there is so many commands that tells us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala order us to stay away from certain things. Why Allah order us to stay away from those things? Because they're bad for us. They're no good for us. They're the source of misery, ruin and destruction. Okay, they're no good for us. Even though we want to do these things, our nafs calling us, but subhanAllah, 
Who are you going to go with who? It's like your nafs or some people calling you to it or Allah. Allah wants good for us. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. He f- forbid us from things that are bad for us. We don't know. So when we read now the Quran, we're going to read it with this perception. Now, we don't just read, ah, go and finish, ah, finish Quran. Okay, you're still going against the commands. Now we have to say, once we read and you read any command, and you say to yourself, subhanAllah, I'm not acting upon this. I got a problem. And then you try to fix it before angel of death come. Now you, you read that Allah says, stay away from this. Don't say this. Don't do this. Don't look at this. Don't do this. Don't eat this. And then you find yourself or myself still looking at something or doing something or saying something that Allah says don't say, don't do, don't go there. And then what I mean, what, what does it mean to me or to you? Like, subhanAllah, I got a lot of work to do. Huh? Instead of busy with other people, I busy with myself first. Ain't One of the salaf says, when you see someone talking about the people and their matters and this, you should know that he's neglecting his himself. Ain't that? He fails to take good care of himself, his own self. And then he says, by Allah, if one of us take good care of himself and be concerned with himself to rectify his affairs, he will find no time for somebody else. You will not find time. Because we have a lot of things to work on. Amen. So this is why the Quran is recited. Now you recite for the virtues, but also... Huh? You gotta believe that everything Allah says is true. And you gotta act upon its legislation because it legislates for us. You act upon the commands to the best of your ability and stay away from the prohibitions. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Surah Sad, verse 29. This is a book which we have revealed to, to you, full of excellences, that they may reflect over its verses. And that those gifted with understanding, hey, Tabi, pay attention. And those gifted with understanding may take heed to the book of Allah. Shaykh Muhammad said, This was the practice of the Salaf, that we ascribe ourselves to them. We say, We follow the way of the Salaf, the Salaf, Sahaba. Huh? Because when you say the way of the Salaf, Sahaba, is there anyone better than them? No, they're the best of this Ummah. The Prophet ﷺ praised them, Allah praised them. They are the best. So this was their practice. They learned the Qur'an stage by stage. While affirming, affirming, affirming it and implementing it in their lives with a positive implementation based on the firm belief and true certainty. Abu Abdul Rahman al-Sulami, rahimahullah, he said, those who used to teach us the Qur'an has informed us, such as Uthman ibn Affan, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, radiyallahu anhumah, when they learned ten verses, because uh, Abdul Rahman, Abu Abdul Rahman Sulami from At-Tabi'een, so those who used to re- teach us the Qur'an, the Sahaba, they says that when, meaning the Sahaba, the companions, when they learned ten verses from the Prophet they would not exceed them until they studied them and what they contain of knowledge and action. So they said, so as a result of that, we learn the Qur'an, we have the knowledge of the Qur'an and actions all together. SubhanAllah. 
Shaykh Al-Uthaymin says this kind of recitation is the one around which our happiness or richness revolve. You can be rich or happiness based on this. This, this is how important to us this. And we're going to continue inshallah. We're gonna, we still have like five or seven minutes to go. But alhamdulillah we're going to finish tomorrow inshallah. Okay? Now. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدَى هُدًا فَمَنِ اتَّبَعَ هُدَايَ فَلَا يَدِلُّ وَلَا يَشْقَى وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِ فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً دَنْكَى وَنَحْشُرُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَعْمَى قَالَ رَبِّ لِمَ حَشَرْتَنِي أَعْمَى وَقَدْ كُنْتُ بَصِيرًا قَالَ كَذَلِكَ أَتَتْكَ آيَاتُنَا فَنَسَيْتَهَا وَكَذَلِكَ الْيَوْمَ تُنْسَى وَكَذَلِكَ نَجْزِي مَنْ أَسْرَفَ وَلَمْ يُؤْمِنْ بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِ وَلَا عَذَابُ الْآخِرَةِ أَشَدُّ وَأَبْقَى These are the ayat from Surah Taha from the verses 123 to 127 the translation of these ayats in English says and if there comes to you guidance from me then whosoever follow my guidance will not go astray nor will he come to grieve and on the day of resurrection we shall raise him up blind. That person shall say, My Lord, why have you raised me up blind while I used to see before in this dunya? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say, Thus did our signs, this Quran and remembrance, come to, to you and you ignored them. So in the like manner, you will be ignored this day. And thus do we recompense him who transgresses the limits of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated and believes not in the signs of his Lord and the punishment of the hereafter is even severe and more lasting. Inshallah ta'ala, we're gonna, if you have any questions or something you want me to repeat, hmm? something you want me to repeat, inshallah ta'ala, we can open the door for that, some discussion, little discussion until we have like maybe seven minutes or so, inshallah ta'ala, to do so. And then we continue, inshallah ta'ala, as for the, uh, the rest of that tomorrow, inshallah ta'ala, same time. Barakallahu feekum wa sallallahu wa sallam ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam wa taslimu kafir.